Hello, dear friends. I'm glad you could meet with me again today as we continue on with our journey through the book of Genesis. It's been interesting so far. I hope you've enjoyed it. We are continuing with our story talking about Joseph and his brothers and how they they sold him into slavery in Egypt. And now he's the second most important person just under the Pharaoh in Egypt as he's taking care of handing out the food to people as they come to him because of the famine. And we've been with this about three chapters so far, and we're going to continue on and see what happens today in chapter 44. So if you're ready, we'll get started with chapter 44, verse 1. And it says this, And he commanded the steward of his house, saying, Fill the men's sacks with food, as much as they can carry, and put every man's money in his sack's mouth. So what we see here that is he's sending his brothers back home again. He's giving them food. And again, they're, they're taking money back with them. Uh, they, so far, they haven't paid for anything. And so Joseph continues to give them their money back. Of course, he knows that these are his brothers. They don't know that, that Joseph is their brother. And uh, they're going to find out something else here in just a moment. Just like the food that they're, the natural food that his brothers are receiving in Egypt, God had prepared a man, it prepared Joseph to help them prepare for the famine. And there was food in Egypt for them to come and get. God has spiritual food for us if we will come to the church. God's got people prepared to teach us and he, he wants to share his word with us. He wants us to come there and get filled up with his word and learn more about his word. We need the word of God. We need to be in his Bible and, be, and learn about what it says and what it means. And it will help fill us up spiritually to become the strong spiritual people God wants us to be. In verse 2 it says, And put my cup, the silver cup, in the sack's mouth of the youngest, that's Benjamin, and his corn money. And he did according to the word that Joseph had spoken. And remember, Joseph is speaking to the steward of the house. And so um, in this context here, Joseph is a type of uh, Christ or Jesus. And the steward in this story is a type of the Holy Ghost to kind of keep us up to date what's going on here. So, he, he, uh, Joseph told the steward to put the, the cup, which he wasn't supposed to have, this, uh, his own silver cup, into Benjamin's sack, put his money in there, give him his corn or his grain, and he's going to have all that, but he's also going to have the cup, which he shouldn't have which is going to come into play here in just a little bit. And so it says in verse 3, As soon as the morning was light, the men were sent away, they and their asses. Verse 4, And when they were gone out of the city, so they weren't gone very far, and not yet far off, Joseph said unto his steward, He said, Up, follow after the men, and when thou dost overtake them, say unto them, Wherefore have ye re warded evil for good so he's telling the steward what he's supposed to do when you get there you're going to catch them and you're going to accuse them of doing something they shouldn't have done 
And that will be, of course, of taking the silver cup. Verse 5, Is not this it in which my Lord drinketh, and whereby indeed he divineth? Ye have done evil in so doing. Now, it's a, you might be thinking about why would Joseph be doing divining? Because God is against divining, fortune-telling, witchcraft. But we have to remember that at this point in history, uh, the, the law, the Mosaic law, God's law, had not been given yet. So because the law had not been given, there was no way to violate the law. That's not that God wanted them using divination or anything like that, but there was no law for telling them that they shouldn't be doing that. We are still quite several hundred years ahead of the law, and we will talk about more of this as we get down to the law in uh, in Exodus and Leviticus. And so let's keep going here. Verse number 6, And he overtook them, and he spake unto them these same words that he was told by Joseph. Verse 7, And they said unto him, Wherefore saith my Lord these words? God forbid that thy servants should do according to this thing. So uh, Jacob's uh, sons, they're saying, how, how dare you accuse us of these things? Why would you accuse us? We haven't done anything wrong. They don't. They know that they haven't done anything, or at least they believe they, ha they haven't done anything wrong. Yet they don't know that they've been set up. Joseph is trying to find a way to keep Benjamin closer to him. In fact, he wants to keep the whole family closer to him if he can, which we're going to see that here shortly. Uh, verse eight. Behold, the money which which we found in our sacks, mouths, we brought again unto thee out of the land of Canaan. How then should we steal out of thy Lord's house silver or gold? You're saying, we don't need to steal. We have money. Look here, this is the money we brought with us and that you put in our sacks. We don't need to steal from you. We're not poor. We're not broke. We have money. Uh, some people would steal anyway, wouldn't they? Because just because they like the idea of stealing, but but they didn't steal it. They they had their own things. Verse nine says, "With whomsoever of thy servants it be found, both let him die, and we also will be my lord's bondmen." So the brothers he said, "Search us, and if you find uh, anything that we're not supposed to have." Kill that brother, and the rest of us will be your servants. That was pretty strong of them to say, especially th since they didn't know what uh, every other brother might have done. But they uh, were putting things out there pretty strongly. Verse 10 says, And he said, Now also let it be according unto your words. He with whom it is found shall be my servant, and ye shall be we shall be blameless. And so um, the steward knew already what was going to be found. In verse 11 it says, Then they speedily took down every man's sack to the ground and opened every man his sack. So they got their stuff down off the donkeys 
and they opened them up and said, search us. They're gonna, they're, you're going to have the stewards search them. Verse 12 says, And he searched and began at the eldest, that would be at Reuben, and left at the youngest, Benjamin, and the cup was found in Benjamin's sack. And so they knew that's the way it was going to be, but they had to play out the story. Uh, verse 13, then they rent their clothes and laid at every man his ass and returned to the city. What it means by, uh, by first off, what it means by they rent their clothes, uh, they, were, they were upset. And in that culture, it was common to rip, rip or rent the lapel to show their, uh, their angst that they were very upset about this. And also when it says here that they laid it every man his ass, Later just means that they reloaded the donkeys. They they took their stuff and they put it back up on the donkeys and loaded them down because they had taken it down to be searched. And so verse 14 says, And Judah and his brethren came to Joseph's house, for he was yet there. And they fell before him on the ground. Now this is a very interesting verse. So they came to Joseph's house. It says, for he was yet there. Because, well, they they hadn't been gone very long. They had just left the city, starting on their journey home. Joseph hadn't even had time to leave his house. He had given his orders to the steward, and he was still waiting at the house for the steward to bring them back. And then it says, they fell before him on the ground. Now, this was a fulfillment of, of Joseph's prophetic dream that his brothers would be bowing to him, in which they didn't like to hear that dream, remember? They were very upset about it. But what God says is going to happen is going to happen. Uh, God knows it all, and we need to start believing what God says. If it says some, a lot of people read the Word of God, but they don't want to believe what's in God's Word. When it, when it tells us what sin is, we need to stay away from it. If the Bible says something is sin, we need to stay away from it, saints. We need to be living according to God's word. He wants us to live right and holy lives, and we can spend all of eternity in his presence if we will just live according to his word. He's already paid the price for us. All we have to do is come to him and ask forgiveness of our sins, and he will be faithful and just to forgive us of our sins because he has already paid the price. All we have to ask, it'd be like us standing before a judge and saying, yes, judge, I know I stole the car and I did wrong. And then it'd be like somebody else saying, yes, I know he, he's the one that stole the car. But I will go to prison for him. I will pay the price for him. That's what Jesus did for us. He paid the price for us. He went to the cross. He died. He shed his blood for us. And also three days later, he rose again, showing he had the power to rise from the dead. As much as he had the power to raise himself from the dead, he has the power to raise us up also. That's the God I want to serve. That's the God I want you to serve. He wants us there with him. He's looking forward to that day. 
Let's continue on. So now we see that um, Joseph's dream is being fulfilled. In verse 15 it says, And Joseph said unto them, What deed is this that ye have done? Wot ye not that such a man as I can certainly divine? So what Joseph is doing here, he's, he's explaining to his brothers how important he is because he's trying to keep up the ruse a little bit. You see, he's saying, look, I'm an important person. And so, you know, what is it that you've done? What not that such a man as I can certainly divine? Such a man as I, an important person like me. I'm second person in all of Egypt. And then certainly I can divine. He's saying, not only do I, can, am I an important person, but I have special powers that I know what you're going to do before you do it. So, I, in other words, I knew you were going to take this cup and I could figure it out before you had even done it. Because uh, di divination means fortune telling. And so, and we had already talked about that, talked about that idea of uh, him divining. Verse 16 says, And Judah said, What shall we say unto my Lord? Judah is right now actually not Reuben, but Judah is the oldest one on this journey. And Judah said, What shall we say unto my Lord? What shall we speak? Or how shall we clear ourselves? These are all good questions. How are they going to get out of this problem? What are we going to do? He says, God hath found out the iniquity of thy servants. Behold, we are my Lord's servants, both we and he also with whom the cup is found. So they're saying, look, we are all your servants. Oh, I said that Judah was the oldest one on this journey. That's not true. Reuben is the oldest one on the journey. But Judah is the one that told his father he would guarantee bringing back Benjamin. So that's why he's speaking right now. And so let's keep going. In verse 17, And he said, God forbid that I should do so, but the man in whose hand the cup is found, he shall be my servant. And as for you, get you up in peace unto your father. So you notice uh, Joseph is saying, since the cup was found in Benjamin's hand, he's staying here, going to be my servant. And he says, the rest of you, remember the rest of the ten brothers, they are uh, the ones that put him in the pit and had him sold uh, into Egypt. And so he's sending them home. He's going to keep Benjamin, his brother, there with him. They're all his brothers, but Benjamin is the brother of the same mother. And so let's look at the next verse in 18. It says, Then Judah came near unto him and said, O oh my Lord, you can you can just hear the pain in his voice. O oh my Lord, let thy servant, I pray thee, speak a word in my Lord's ears, and let not thine anger burn against thy servant, for thou art even as Pharaoh. Uh, I, you can hear that Judah is very upset, and he's in anguish. He's because Joseph doesn't have to let him speak at all at this point. He could just send them away like he's already done. But he's saying, please, let me speak to you. Let me try to talk to you about what's going on here. You ever been in that situation? Yeah, you probably, probably have because all of us have probably been there one time or another 
We've all, all been in a situation where we've probably told someone, just let me talk to you. Let me, let me try to explain what's going on. He says, for thou art even as Pharaoh. As far as they're concerned, he is Pharaoh. He, he's as powerful almost as Pharaoh, with Pharaoh being just one step above him. And so, uh, let's look in verse 19. Uh, so he says, My Lord asked his servants, saying, Have ye a father or a brother? Well, yes, at this point, they when, he's starting to look backwards a little bit. At this point, they still had Benjamin at home. In verse 20, And we said unto my Lord, We have a father, an old man, and a child of his old age, a little one, and his brother is dead, and he alone is left of his mother, and his father loveth him. So they're, they're talking about their first journey when Benjamin stayed home. And that they're talking about also the other brother, Joseph, who they don't know they're talking about Joseph, but they're talking about Joseph who is dead. Verse 21 says, And thou saidest unto thy servants, Bring him down unto me, that I may set mine eyes upon him. So he, he reminded him that he said, he, said they, he wanted to see Benjamin. And so, And we said unto my Lord, The lad cannot leave his father, for if he should leave his father, his father would die. And that's what Jacob had told him. If you take Benjamin and something happens to him, it will just cause me to die. Verse 23, And thou saidest unto thy servants, Except your youngest brother come down with you, ye shall see my face no more. So uh, Judah's doing a good job of recounting the story and just reminding uh, Joseph of what was said. Sometimes you need to do that. Verse 24, and it came to pass, when we came up unto thy servant, my father, we told him the words of my Lord. Verse 25, and my father said, go again and buy us a little food. So now the second time he's saying, go get us some food. So that's how they got here the second time. 26 says, and we said, we cannot go down. If our youngest brother be with us, then we will then we will go down, for we may not see the man's face, except our youngest brother be with us. In other words, you see, and you know, if we can't take Benjamin with us, we're not going, because that's the requirement. And 27 says, And thy servant my father said unto us, Ye know that my wife bare me two sons. And the one went out for me, and I said, Surely he is torn in pieces. And I saw him not since. So it's been about 20 years. And he's, talking, he's referring to Joseph. Of course, Joseph is now standing here before them, and they don't know it. And 29 says, And if you take this also from me, and mischief befall him. i got to turn the page. He shall bring down my gray hairs with sorrow to the grave. So the father saying, if something now happens to Benjamin, I will, I will just die. Verse 30. Now therefore, when I come to thy servant, my father, and the lad be not with us, seeing that his life is bound up in the lad's life. 31. It shall come to pass, when he seeth that the lad is not with us. 
that he will die, and thy servant shall bring down the gray hairs of thy servant, our father, with sorrow to the grave. So Judah's saying, if he sees us heading home, and he doesn't see Benjamin with us, it's going to cause him just to fall over and die. You know, at least that's the way it's, it's going to feel to him. He's just going to die by not seeing his youngest son that he loves and that he loved Joseph before, and he, he died. He believed he was eaten by a beast. And verse 32 says, For thy servant became surety for the lad unto my father, saying, If I bring him not unto thee, then I shall bear the blame to my father forever. The, when it says, for thy servant became surety, he guaranteed that Benjamin would come home with them. And 33 says, now therefore, and when, when you come up with something that says now therefore or wherefore or just therefore, you got to make sure you know what you just read because they're referring back to that. You have to make, even if you have to go back and read it, Read it over again until you understand what's been said. And so in 33 says, Now therefore, now therefore, because because of what I just said, I pray thee, let thy servant abide instead of the lad, a bondman to my Lord, and let the lad go up with his brethren. So he's saying, because of what I just told you, let me stay and send Benjamin home because, like I said, my father will die if Benjamin is not with us. In other words, I will stay. I am the guarantor. And verse 34 says, For how shall I go up to my father, and the lad be not with me? Lest peradventure, peradventure just means perhaps, lest peradventure I see the evil that shall come on my father. So Judah is explaining, I can't go home without him. I'll stay here, and you send him home. He's laying it out for him. So I'm going to be curious as to what Joseph says in the next chapter. We've just come to the end of chapter 44, uh, and 45 is going to continue on with this same story, and I'm going to be curious to see what Joseph says. I hope you're just as curious as me. the Bible's got great stories for us to read and learn from. There's so much for us to gather here. I'm just able to talk about a little bit of it. But God has so much he's trying to show us in his word. I hope you enjoyed our lesson today. And we will meet again next time to look at chapter 45. Goodbye.